Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and is going to have a 60-minute time limit. We are back. I am excited, and I am joined today. My normal partner, Rob Quinn, was unable to compete tonight, so in his stead, I have brought the one, the only, Adam Coolheel himself, Langston Belton. <laughs> Very nice. Great Great introduction. Thank you for using my gimmick name. Oh, of course. My gimmick name. My not real gimmick name. I don't want to put other than I'm like I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm working. I'm a worker. Semi semi pseudo comedy heel in an improv wrestling league that has but I have uh I have beaten down one Orange Cassidy and I uh Adam Pool Cool Heels currently one half the longest reigning ever XSW world tag team champions. So now just the fact that I mean we have the element of you had you got an, an Orange Cassidy beatdown or gave an Orange Cassidy beatdown. Either one is something I, I really hope I really hope that we have time to get into after the 60 minute draw. I might even I might yes. even cut something short to make sure that we have a couple minutes <laughs> to talk about that because that's obviously just that's just amazing it's a, it's a very it's a good story before yes. we All get right. started uh just some housekeeping i want to thank everybody for for uh bearing with me uh, i had i didn't post anything on social or anything uh the reason we haven't done the show though since revolution basically i ended up coming down with the rona my wife got the rona we've got two small kids so basically both of us trying to get over that raise two kids you know staying quarantined and isolated and all that it is it is entirely draining and taxing so unfortunately just didn't have time to do the show uh rob look i honestly don't know what what his deal is i think he's just ducking me because he owes me a dollar from revolution because he clearly lost the revolution dollar gentleman's bet uh so we will deal with that when he is back which will hopefully be next episode uh in the meantime though again thank you everybody just for bearing with us a lot has happened today langston and i are just going to focus on aew and what's happened since revolution ended with a not like not a bang um more more of like a like a pop i mean how, how would you describe that ending real quick well first first of, let me say that i'm very, very happy to hear that you and your family are very, very healthy and very ready to hear that thank you um uh, also i will also say i have talked about this so much i people like all right all right hold on you know what that sounds like we're gonna get it started so here we go ringing the bell and let's let's do this let's get it going uh, okay so so you know how there are moments in wrestling where it, it, it's so it's so bad, but it exemplifies why wrestling is what it is. Like RoboCop saving Sting. Like I showed my friend that she was like, "What are you talking about, RoboCop?" I go, "RoboCop saves Sting in professional wrestling." They told these they told children RoboCop's real, and I was like, and she was like, "That's the stupidest thing in the world." I go, oh, "Yes, it's the dumbest thing you ever seen." But when you watch it, she was like, when I watched it, she goes, it was pretty awesome. I go, right? It's so stupid, but you know that it is. That ending of that show went so terribly. But while I was watching it, I knew I was seeing something on like Shockmaster, yes. like Ultimo Dragon slipping on his cape at WrestleMania. Like, you know. Sin Cara never being able to do any of his actual moves. Like Sin Cara's general discography, right? <laughs> it's yeah. general... This general set list. It was crazy, but it's so funny. It's just because then the improviser in me was like, all right, that happened. Use it. And cheers to them. They have, they turned that into 
gold and now nobody's talking about it anymore as a botch it now it's a story it was all in storyline apparently I, I don't disagree i think the only thing and god love him man eddie kingston sold his little heart out trying to act like that was something when the, they had to have the emts come down and everything like i get it like mox's post like dark Promo? promo promo thank you his the, mm-hmm. the promo he cut immediately afterwards where he's like kenny omega can't make a death match for shit like hilarious perfect and very well in the moment but it just takes away from it while he's doing that they're still acting like eddie kingston is basically dead like uh the eddie kingston's from and we're both from the bronx we're both from, from the same area him a little bit further up than i am and i'm far up in the bronx he's Worry from the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I felt it specifically because I was like, Eddie, come on, come now, on. Now, since then, since then, Mox yeah. and Eddie as a team, mwah, chef's kiss. I have absolutely loved the banter. The the way they just naturally play off each other has been phenomenal. Mm. I've loved everything I, about it. The, it's so much fun. And and obviously, like they're they're going somewhere with it. I'm not really sure where. Like Kenny's in the middle of this gold rush kind of feel like is he gonna i mean basically it seems like he's gonna take the impact title for sure okay so here's what i don't like i i think this run is dumb i'm all for a super villain heel run i'm one of the few people that i know that loves the quote-unquote reign of terror the triple h had but i say if he's a heel He's just maybe the most successful heel in WWE history that had a reign of terror where for a year he just like he just was he just was champion. They're not JBL it, had one of those too. JBL went what yeah. 180 something yeah. days with that belt and, and it was like didn't deserve it. Didn't yeah. deserve it. They put it on him and he just got it over it by being this amazing character and being this, you know. He, you know, he carried that thing on SmackDown, and that was during SmackDown with Eddie and Taker and yeah. like Batista, like all in their prime. And somehow JD six that fell through. Worst physique with one of the best. I'm a wrestling guy. Yeah, how can you not hate that person? But this Kenny, like you, it, it's one of those things where it feels like it's a lot of ideas that everyone had that everyone said yes to. Because Kenny Omega in New Japan, when he was the cleaner, when he was in Bullet Club was totally what he is now but and i love don Callis. i love him having like all these people they're doing like the snidely whiplash like we're like we're going to do evil things and like him being like you know telling the buck you'll throw it up i'm your leader i just when he cut this recent promo on dynamite saying like you know i chose you like i chose the young bucks rather than going to any other company i was like okay if he said this then I buy him like being like, look what I'm doing. I'm getting the band back together. I want a delusional heel. I don't, I don't like his supervillain heel. I like him being like, we're not the Bullet Club anymore. Can we please be Bullet Club again? And like getting Gals and Anderson and Wiley Young, but there's a cool story to be told there. But I think now it's just gone into like, it's gone, he's has too many feuds, too many different people, I feel like. Well, I think, but I think the other thing is that like, when he first came into AEW, he was trying to not be the big, the best bout machine. He was trying not to be the top of the card. He was trying to show that they want to develop other talent and people just ragged on him. They spent the entire year ragging on him. So he does the tag team with Hangman. They have that feud, that back and forth, a lot of great moments in there, a lot of great matches in there, but they, he got to the point where like, okay, now I'm going to be the best bout machine. So yes, he's back to being the cleaner, 
but he's dialed it up to 11, but he's using the wrong dial. Like Mm -hmm. he's using like fade instead of volume. Like he's just not using the right dial and he just cranked it because he's doing this, this over characterized version or characterization of the cleaner, which is Mm -hmm. great. But to your point, yeah, like it's just, there's times where it's just too much. Now to Callus's credit and the Bucks credit, honestly, at the end of Dynamite, I was waiting for the double super kick. Mm-hmm. Like Mox came out, the Young Bucks flanked. I kind of was waiting for it and just like to see it. And and then you have, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and, we, and we already talked about how we are getting into faction land uh, here in a mm-hmm. minute, but like, and just make, the new bullet club or BC 2.0 or the elite club, whatever. I mean, whatever. But, but yeah. Like, and that's my other thing. What is it leading to? Right. So what is, so now again, like the improviser in me, the improviser brain, when you, one of the things we say in improv is like, what, what, like this has to be the day that something happens. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this scene. If, if you and I went on stage and did a scene, it's like, why am I watching this? This has to be the, the day that something happens. This has to be at least leading to something like, what is the will they won't they is it will the young bucks super kick someone for kenny are are the young bucks on his side it's like it seems it's one of those things like this could have been solved in two segments and at revolution could have been solidified when they put the the they did when they did the two suite on dynamite didn't that solidify that it was like oh no there's this rogue bullet club faction which i thought which i thought my armchair booker was like oh and here's how you bring in tomatonga and all the new japan bullet club folks and you do some big insane either war games melee or like like i thought my last thing i'll say a relay tag tag team match a relay match of like since they have like the face tunnel and the heel tunnel it's a match between two people. And when one person loses, the next person comes out of that side of the tunnel from whichever side it was until there was no one left. Like, you know, if you're playing Tekken or- Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, Mar- like Marvel that. versus Capcom. Like you, you've got exactly. three on the team. So somebody's gonna, somebody's mm-hmm. gonna jump in, you can swap out. I mean, so in my head, you get the impact belt because he can currently work with impact. It's the easiest lane. It's the easiest company for AEW to currently work with. Like they're not going to have a relationship mm-hmm. with ROH because they poached half of ROH to start AEW. True story. Obviously Callis and, and, and Kenny have a relationship. So, and Jericho have a relationship. So like when AEW was starting, it's hard to argue that Don Callis was all, was always part of the plan, but what it could be opening the door for, because you know what he did recently as well in his last, in his last promo or one of his last promos, he said he was a better wrestler than Coda, the mm. current world heavyweight champion of new japan pro Mm. wrestling which i have my own problems with because i hate the fact that they unified the titles in new japan really okay i absolutely hate it because because you 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 don't have a mid card you got rid of your entire mid card without by getting rid of the intercontinental intercontinental championship coda is coda is a strong enough worker that he could have easily worked two matches two title matches over the course of a over the course of a tour or Wrestle Kingdom, night one, he defends the Intercontinental Championship. Night two, he defends the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 
but that's a that is a whole nother episode that I <laughs> when it comes to how excited I am with New Japan and maybe I can even figure out a way to do a Sakura Genesis preview uh, in the next mm. couple of days because we got enough wrestling to talk about why not add another show to the mix mm. frankly it could be leading to when the time comes when the gates open the forbidden door has already been opened as Tony Khan and, mm. and Shivani have, have said multiple times this could lead to Kenny on this gold rush He's already calling himself a god as well. He's now going to go challenge Kota Ibushi, who we know the two of them could put on a match that could end the world with how great Mm. it could be. And meanwhile, while that's happening, you're also going to get G.O.D., Jay White, and insert Bullet Club member here, Japan Bullet Club, versus Mm. Gallows and Anderson and the Young Bucks. And suddenly now we're feuding Bullet Club versus Bullet Club but AEW versus New Japan. True. Uh, yeah, I think, and again, I and I think that's really cool. They should have done the Bullet Club versus Bullet Club thing when Cody was in it and Kenny was in it. And that was like, that's what I was excited for was Cody and Kenny going back and forth and Tom and Tonga being like, we're going to come and beat all of you. Then they, then they beat all of them up. And I was like, and now we'll have our official, it never happened. So what I like about, what I wish we had is less like sticky heel stuff. I like what Kenny's doing. I think Kenny is going to win the, I, I don't want him to win the impact championship. I think he is going to, because again, it's only good for impact. Yeah. To have it happen. Right. To, it's for, it's only good for them uh, to have, you know, Kenny be this super mega heel but is also giving them big mainstream exposure and crossover and stuff like that well and what else it could end up doing and this is something and i apologize for cutting you off because this is kind of this is something that rob actually pitched for wwe in which you have one champion that spends x amount of time like one month on raw one month on smack and then in the interim the other brand is spending all its time finding a number one contender this opens up the opportunity for impact to do that because kenny and don can just do pre-tape vignettes or do an occasional drop-in at the impact zone. Cause I think they, uh, they only film once a month. They knock everything out mm. on one in one night. So you only have to lose Kenny for one day and he's got a month worth of content on impact. And then he can do all the live shit that he needs to do with AEW. So conceivably Kenny Omega is going to play that card, but hold mm-hmm. both championships. And he can do it. I mean, I think he can. He can, but does he, I mean, t- to your point, like, does he need to because yeah like i've enjoyed the i've enjoyed it but yes like it it isn't it isn't quite the cleaner and Mm. i I think he's he's yet to have that true five-star match because the matches that he's had with mox while great have been gimmicked so therefore Mm -hmm. like they haven't him and adam cole was uh, not adam cole sorry adam page was fantastic Mm -hmm. that was a great one-on-one and i think like whatever this whole mox angle i i'd like i feel like it's going to come to an end fairly shortly because i i'd imagine that he's going to take some paternity leave in a couple months i I don't know when Mm -hmm. renee young's due but i I feel like he will take some time away and i think at that point it's time to turn adam page to the full-fledged single star and just catapult Mm -hmm. him get him to the top of the get him to the top of the rankings he was the i mean he was the og challenger for the yeah. AEW World Championship, and then he just fell, and he just he yeah never did it again. Team. Yeah, he got into the tag team thing. He kind of disappeared, and I think now's the time. 
he's he's like he, I mean he's he's doing the thing he's flirting with the dark order he's having a lot of fun with that and I think that's great we've we've talked multiple times on the show about how the unfortunate passing of of Brody really obviously like changed the course not only of wrestle of the dark order but of wrestling in general mm-hmm. and it's definitely one of those that it's it's nice to see and the dark order is starting to become their own thing and it's great Adam Page now I, I think is the time to make that turn and I also think just sidebar kind of situation like have you do you see do you pay attention to the the rankings quote unquote that AEW puts out every week they I need they need them sometimes yeah they need to I, I brought this up I feel like it was the last episode maybe it was one before that they need to delete mm. the AEW championship and the TNT championship as a separate division as as just separate because okay what I'm not a fan of seeing and this is, I mean, I mean, you know, I know, I know for a fact we're talking about, I'm talking about our boy here, Cody Rhodes. I don't understand why he's in the rankings because he's never going to be able to challenge for the world title. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So why would he be in the rankings? Yeah. He doesn't need to be in the top five. He's going to show up there cause he's Cody, but like it takes away from it because the TNT title is going to have open championships. It's going to have open challenges. It's going to be defended on TV as much mm. as possible. So like the guys that are challenging for it are nowhere near the top five. So create a second top five, create one. And I think when I originally said to elevate the AEW championship, I, and I, for, I forget the way I explained it, but my thought was that it would be great to break it up where in order to challenge for the AEW championship, you need to either have held the TNT championship or held a belt, uh, a championship belt of another promotion. Because basically right now, that's all they are anyway. It's a bunch of guys who are other promotions. So you have to like, just like, like this is WWE, WWF, no mercy, 64 and 64 minutes. If you want to make your way up to the next belt, you've got to work your way through the belt. You're currently working. You can't get to the title, Mm. the AEW world title without first touching the TNT championship. If you're fresh to the company. If you're fresh, I like that. So like it gives all fire. Yeah, and like it gives the TNT Championship another level, and it also then gives you a ranking where you have these mid card guys who are never going to touch the top five, or if they do, they're only going to be four or five and get a random title shot because they're just kind of all over the place with that. There's a number one contender who's got a title match at the pay per view but the champion is going to fight the number three and the number four on the way to the pay-per-view just got <laughs> So I just, I, I think something needs to be done, done with those. And like I said, I just, I think Adam page needs to take that turn. And if it's not going to be the TNT title, cause it definitely seems like Matt Hardy's going that direction. Mm. It should be Adam page. Then taking, taking the world title while I'm on it. I am. I may have missed it. I was, I was, you know, rowing it up. So I, I, you know, mm. had some, had some flaky moments. Did anything besides a lawnmower purchase actually come from that match at Revolution? Not really. So Adam Page wins this big money match. Matt Hardy loses his fortune for the first quarter, and he bought he bought a lawnmower, and we basically called it a day. Called it a day. Called it a storyline. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, it's it was like paying off like a BTE being the elite thing. I am at, and he's always wanted the lawnmower. Yeah. No. I'm. Yeah. I mean. I know he's wanted. I know. I knew he wanted the lawnmower from that, but I just there wasn't a single moment where like Matt Hardy felt like he lost money. It's not yeah. like he was impoverished, or like he was he was impoverished or anything. It's not like like technically wouldn't the earnings that he got from Private Party count towards Adam Adam Page? Like they didn't. I, I just 
they didn't need to call that a big money match if they weren't actually going to have anything come from it. And then on yeah. top of that, on, on top of that, so what they did manage to do though, Matt Hardy is is pushing for a fight with Darby, which I like. It's it's a good you know it's another good instance of a, a bona fide contender for the TNT title and, and Darby can still take open challenges and stuff. And Matt Hardy does his thing, but then he quote unquote grew his business by adding the butcher and the blade. Mm-hmm. Like I get it that Eddie Kingston went face. So he, they basically abandoned butcher and blade. I just, I don't know what they're doing with them. There's nothing to do with them when they, they had, I think people forget they had maybe one of the, in my opinion, one of the most underserved debuts of a remember they attacked i forget who they attacked and then the crowd was chanting who are you because no one knew who they were like if you didn't hadn't paid attention to the indies you wouldn't know who the butcher and the blade were well it was the same thing it was the same thing when dark order attacked too yes exactly yeah it's one of those things like i don't know it's i think the butcher and the blade what they should have done is just gone either a full tag team but don't have them join another faction don't have them join under a different banner because then it just makes them look like henchmen as opposed to like a tag team you know what well, I, mean? I like them i liked it when it was eddie kingston <clears throat> and the fam, like when it was the fam and it was eddie kingston's family mm-hmm. and i don't see why they i mean unless they just feel like there's a severe lack of heels in the tag team division which they have one of the deep like arguably the deepest tag team division in wrestling so i don't see why someone else couldn't have filled the slot but like i don't see why they couldn't have drifted towards the, the light maybe it's just their look i mean they started coming out dressed mm-hmm. all white like i just don't i don't understand it but to your or to your point they could be on their own ally ally slash the bunny is is plenty of a of a mouthpiece and mm-hmm. ballet like she can f- check all the boxes that they need to check mm-hmm. i just I, I just don't i don't really understand it i don't understand why matt's trying to say like maybe he's a tag team specialist i i don't know I just, I, I don't know. It just seems odd. Seems like an odd pairing. It seems, or not like quad pairing. It seems, it just seemed like they had nothing for them, but still wanted them to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like exactly. they're changing anything about themselves. Like why no. would and, like, and they were clearly like TH2 was in that position. The hybrid two was lined up in that spot. And I don't know if there was like beef because of a botched 450, I think, or something like that. Um, Mm. I I just I saw that on the sheet somewhere where I think Jack Evans hit a 450 and he landed on someone's face basically and like he oh may have gotten, he may have gotten some heat backstage for it but like it seemed like they were primed to be that other team then that Matt Hardy was going to take on so then like Butcher and Blade just kind of swoop in out of nowhere and I don't know I mean we'll see how it pays off like it's definitely Matt Hardy versus Matt Hardy's I forget what what is it Matt Hardy it's not Matt Hardy Incorporated is it Money Matt it's it's I can't think of it. It's it's Matt 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 Hardy something something. But whatever his his faction, his group, his his conglomerate. Um one of many. Like they're clear, I mean them and the Dark Order going head to head and it just seems like Dark Order just keeps getting injured like unfortunately. Oh, it was Preston Vance. That's who he hit in the yes. face. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was 100% what it was. He he did the 450 and that he crashed in the Preston Vance's face and then he had the blood like pouring out of the mask and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I mean I don't know. I mean, and we we mentioned it ahead of time. Like, so you got Dark Order, you've got Matt Hardy conglomerate, you've got Team Taz, which 
might be splitting. Like Cage. Not splitting, but I think either Brian Cage is. I mean, the term Brian, Brian Cage, he's such a charismatic vacuum. Like, why not Ricky Starks, right? Shouldn't it be Ricky Starks being like, yo, maybe I'm better than this, being on Team Taz? Because Ricky Starks is the one that can have the singles career. And like, Brian Cage isn't anyone that I'm like, yeah, more Brian Cage. Like, yeah, I mean, Brian, uh, I think, well, I think Brian Cage, like, for, if for whatever reason they pair, they try to pair him with Sting, maybe. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, because he gave Sting the respect. I, I don't know. But yeah, to your point, like, yes, he, even when he debuted and it was him, like, ripping that ladder in half, the whole thing just looked awkward to me. Like, he wasn't really yeah. standing in a way that, in, like, even just the way he was standing when he, when he shred, when he ripped it in half, it was just like, I mean, it's impressive, but, it's more impressive to see Darby take a body bag spot like onto the floor and stuff like that. Sure. I just, I, he's, he's great. He, he's got the look, he's got the, you know, he's got the move set, but yeah, like you give him a microphone right now and he definitely just kind of, he, he's, he's one of those guys. He's Bobby Lashley. He is mm. just monotone. Like there's no peaks and valleys. They're all, all his peaks and valleys are on his chest. Like there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing when he <laughs> he tries to when he tries to cut a promo that like draws you in but doesn't but that but that lends itself we're talking again going back to factions that's what lends itself to all these factions because they're able to get a bunch of people who may not be able to get on the mic and do it on their own but they get to be in this group where their physical presence and their physical storytelling gets to come across and they have a lot of them everyone's in a faction Every single person. I mean, all the cool people are in factions in AEWs. Um, well, there's, sense. I mean, the, the coolest person in AEW is not, and I'll get into her in a minute. Uh, but outside of that, so we, before before we jumped on when we were having our pre-show meeting, you said you had something about factions you wanted to bring up. So since the second half of these conversations is going to be the rest of the factions in AEW, mm-hmm. why don't you hit me with your faction, your faction feelings now? Well, well I think I, what I like about, what I like about factions is that in a in a universe where people are jumped routinely why wouldn't you sign with the faction why wouldn't you jump in i think new japan did that very very well of like having factions but people aren't necessarily like wearing the t-shirt like chaos right right so many people are in chaos but they don't wear like chaos t-shirts but you know they're in this group and they'll happily, like, they'll happily have a competitive match against each other or like in the exactly. stuff, they have no problem fighting with each other when the time comes. Gotcha. They're like camps, like fighting camps in mixed martial arts. Right. Um, the other, but what I will say is that somehow, and you could do a drinking game to this, a, the uh, faction forming spot on AEW, I believe has happened two weeks in a row. I think two... No, two weeks in a row because uh, recently QT Marshall, as they call him, uh, Cody's friend. On your boy, yeah, Cody's friend turned on your boy Cody and started something with some maybe of some of the more disgruntled members of the Nightmare family, uh, and then we had the Pinnacle, the, the and the the formation of the Pinnacle kind of happened formally a couple of weeks ago. So it's like two weeks removed. They had two major faction forming things that were meant to go like oh wow but it's like no everyone it seems to me like everyone's just going like seems like there are a lot of teams forming maybe every we should form a team of our own right well what i think and i think the 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 way i i see what you're saying with the faction forming the faction formed off of a split 
It wasn't just a pure faction form or like a pure, like MJF with the inner circle and then the pinnacle was formed, even though the pinnacle, when you look it back and they've, they've thrown some videos and stuff back, like they've been hinting at it for a while. Now, whether or not it's always Mm. been in the cards or not, like back when the pandemic first started and Mm. AEW first started recording, you had MJF and Sean Spears throwing money down, drinking, betting, gambling on the side of the ring, on the heel side. Like MJF wasn't wrestling, right. he was getting over his injury and they were chilling out there. And then Wardlow was in the background. And then like, they're all casually dropping references to being the pinnacle of wrestling throughout the mm-hmm. year. FTR or MJF or uh, Sean Spears on Twitter or Wardlow in interviews and stuff like that. So they were all like mm-hmm. hinting at it. And it's like, if that was always the way they were planning on going, like kudos, man. Great, mm-hmm. great setup great long game um you know really good swerves the the whole thing with sammy was kind of back and forth for me like i kind of expected Mm. a little more it still went down great but like i just expected a little bit more out of it i expected a bigger moment for sammy and it really didn't come like just him popping up and being like hey i finally got my my secret video to work Mm. it's not like he cost anybody anything originally it's not like he showed up in the tag match it's not like he went out like I have no problem with him not going anywhere else and doing something. I just, I, I felt like there should have been a bigger moment for Sammy to, to cash in on. And unfortunately he just didn't, he didn't really get it, but then you got to have the moment this week where the inner circles chilling in the bathroom and then Jake Hager's outside and the, the, the kerfuffle begins. Um, yeah. I mean, Rob and I have gone on multiple times and said, we're faction people, we're faction guys, but more importantly, uh, I am a huge proponent of the manager and the manager role in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's one of the things where WWE has completely failed on it. AEW is trying, but I think they're trying too hard to get hall of famers to be managers because mm-hmm. it works in some instances and doesn't in others. And then you've got new Japan who are, like peak when it comes to the manager role when you've got like ghetto gato and jato mm-hmm. or you've got like to i mean it's kind of like taguchi when uh, when mm-hmm. he comes out or rocky romero with rapongi 3k yeah. like they do a great job with the manager spot and like i said aew is great like i love jake uh, jake the snake but his promos are very hit or miss and part yeah, of it is his again deliver- like you said it's hall of famers like you said it's hall of famers being positioned as managers because of experience, which makes sense. In well, like Tully, Tully does a great job. Like Tully does a great yes, job. Yeah, Tully does a great job. Yeah, Tully is a mouthpiece for FTR because, like, I think I and if, if I'm remembering correctly, it has been a little while when we did the Revolution preview. I actually said I wouldn't be surprised if they started a Four Horsemen, and maybe it's it's FTR, Sean Spears, and Cody. Cause they were that's like taking backstage yeah. and stuff. I thought that's, I thought that's eventually like Cody was going to split from the nightmare family to become the new four horsemen. Lo and behold, I was two weeks early and it ended up being MJF. So, mm. which is, which is still great. And again, it works because Sean Spears really hasn't been given a chance, I think on the mic, but I think it's because mm. people are still used to him being Ty Dillinger and being the perfect 10 where like, you know, it, it's, without like a Jericho to get like a Jericho now MJF to kind of erase that from his career. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to take him a minute before he can make that promo. And then, cause you had Tully in his spot for a little while, but then Tully ends up going with FTR, but you can have MJF cut all the promos and you're fine. FTR can chime in occasionally, but MJF can mm-hmm. be that main mouthpiece 
and you're good to go. It's the same thing with the inner circle. Jericho can be the main mouthpiece. Sammy's a great secondary mouthpiece, even if it's even if his shit's just written down on a sign, and 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 you're good to go. Uh, Matt Hardy, like the private party is okay, but they still need some work. So Matt Hardy's the one cutting the promos. And then you had Brody getting to do it with Dark Order. Now, mm-hmm. e- Uno's great with it too, though. Evil Uno is fantastic on the mic. So I think yeah, he's fine. for sure. Like, I think that, and in reality, the pun intended, no pun intended, however you want to take it, but the pinnacle, the top, the elite of mm-hmm. managers is clearly Paul Heyman. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's been, what he's done between Brock, CM Punk, and Roman Reigns are three completely different characters, completely different elements, and he still gets his heel over no matter the situation, no matter he's the consequences. Right? That's, a, that's the evolution of what the manager role is, is the advocate. <clears throat> then it's not somebody that can just, like a manager, yeah, it was kind of like an, like an amorphous, kind of like not really described role, but a, an advocate. You know what an advocate does. Right. And, and, he, and Paul Heyman is lapsed. like, really i wish that was people i wish that was adopted more for other people like other people got looked for advocates like paul Heyman. because then an advocate makes more sense for me being like an older wrestler or a more tenured wrestler because then that person's just advocating for you yeah they're using their experience and know-how to say hey i'm going to speak up for this person as opposed to i'm a manager I know the inner workings of contract negotiations. It's like, no, no, you don't. No, you certainly don't. You're not their manager. You could be their advocate, though. Well, and that's and just it. So, and that's just that's it. Great. So, we've got, and Rob and I, we've uh, on on previous episodes of One Fall, we've done, um, we we got to do it once so far, twice so far. Uh, roll the uh, like a roll of the dice where we you randomly get, basically randomly get assigned a wrestler and you've got two minutes you you'd love it from the improv side you've got two minutes mm. write them a new story or fix their current story or or something mm. like that and in my head i've got there's a number of wrestlers that i have a story just in the pipeline ready for anybody and it involves a manager you get mm. one manager and it kind of does everything it stables people without stabling them if that makes any sense where mm-hmm. essentially without without giving too much of the sauce away it's it's Ari Gold in Entourage right where he can sign on different people and they work they you know they are under his employee as an agent as a manager as whatever you want to call it but they don't have to be tag teams they don't have to be friends they don't have to be anything but if he needs something done like if he needs a run in because one of his clients is getting jumped another client can come out and it makes sense mm-hmm. doesn't have to like doesn't have to mean that they're a tag team all of a sudden or they're best friends like they both are under the employee of the same guy. So we've, we've, I've gone over that a bunch and I feel like they could do that in AEW with a couple of these factions, but like the Hardy business doesn't have a singles wrestler right now. I don't know if they try to find one. I mean, Matt Hardy is the singles wrestler in that situation. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little odd. Uh, I had a huge problem when the inner circle did have MJF with, the fact that they spent so much time dedicating the fact that we're going to determine who our one tag team is to fight for the championship. And then the very next week, Santana and Ortiz fought for the championships, even though they lost the match against Sammy Hager and and MJF and Jericho. And nobody had a problem with it. And they didn't try to use that to create any kind of dissension when it felt pretty easy. 
it felt like an easy play and an easy win to help cause some disruption. So that when MJF tried to make this power play, mm. you actually thought for a second that they were going to yeah. they were going to side with MJF because frankly, outside of the couple vignettes in the back, there wasn't a single point to me where I'm like maybe these guys are going to side with MJF and maybe Jericho is the one who's going to get, get ousted. And then it's going to be Jericho and Sammy like fighting the inner circle that never hit because they never gave it a point to hit. Well, speaking of factions, I will say there's been no vignette that has made me think the inner circle are actually friends. I mean, Sammy and Sammy and Jericho. It's just, they just, they just don't look, they look weird together. It looks like a, it's a weird assortment of people like now death triangle, right? They look like three dudes that have similar styles and looks. They have an entrance. They, they, they look great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like there are just other factions in like Dark Order. Unified. They just look like they belong together. Even the motley assortment of them is their gimmick, right? Because you right. still think of like anyone can join the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. Join the, join the Dark Order. They want it to be a diverse looking group of people. I mean, as much as they can. Like the inner circle just seemed like a very archaic, we're a bunch of wrestlers and we're on the same side and this is what we're called and here's our symbol. But there was no unifying gimmick. At least the pinnacle is like we're all going to wear suits and be an analog of the four horsemen, even though there's six of them. Because yeah, it's well, like I, technically- I, I, inner, right? circle, inner circle started as that because they had that defining moment on the first Dynamite where they just all got together like- they all had singles matches or ta- mm. like individual matches and it culminated with them doing a beatdown, and everybody went like, wait, what the fuck? Like without anything, without any mm. hints of anything, without any kind of any teases or anything like that. And it, it felt true. But then to your point, I think it, it's almost like quarantine slash um, like pandemic isolation, whatever you want to call it, like brain set in. And they kind of just let Jericho do his own thing and really just Mm -hmm. like let loose. And a lot of that became Jericho letting loose because he thought it was funnier and he thought it'd be great. And in some instances it was, and in other instances, it's just like, what are we doing here? Like we're having, Mm -hmm. I understand him wanting to play it up where everything the inner circle does is something brilliant. So like anytime the inner circle does something, we're going to make a big deal out of it. Like inner circle Mm -hmm. is going to have a war council meeting inner circle is going to dinner inner circle mm-hmm. is going to like, yeah, I, right? I get that you wanted it to be the a thing but to your point yeah like it kind of just started to hit a point where it wasn't connecting anymore it yeah. wasn't connecting like when they first joined in and they were all sitting up in the box and they were yelling at cody and then cody was chasing them down with with the original nightmare family right yeah and and all that good stuff it's not like the young bucks and the good brothers, you know, coming in and, and doing all their drama mm. with, with, uh, with Moxley. It's not the dark order coming in to deal with Matt Hardy's bullshit. Like it, you know, a lot of that was missing. I mean, hell, even, even best friends this past week with the arcade anarchy, like mm. with, with Trent coming back and like, even, even their small little faction still. Like Chris Statlander now. Oh, uh, if she's part of it, I'm, let's go the, uh yeah let's uh, go. she's officially put it. uh i know uh, yeah uh, Kat, the, aliens is, the aliens is with us now uh, or I mean, cassie tweeted the aliens is with us now which, which i hope which i hope I'm I, love they may the, have, they may have already been hinting at that because if you watch it back watch the like the tron video for best friends and orange cassidy and there's like the you know the 1998 alien 
on the screen mm-hmm. like the so that could have been a that could have uh, been a, a piece right there that that chris was oh, on her they're all doing the long game with it, the AE devs i mean it look again if that's the case amazing if it just happens to work out like that then good job on actually so, right? good job on actually jumping on following through because that's that's one of the things, and I've I've talked about it a couple times in the it previously, but it's one of those where there's times where when they they try to make the mockery of WWE and and kind of what WWE stands for in certain situations, and it's funny mm-hmm. and it's good, and then there's times where I'm just like, okay, like we get it, you guys are anti WWE or you guys are the opposite of like you can let it go now, like on 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 revolution when scorpio sky won the uh the face of the revolution ladder match and he's holding the ring yeah i made a joke on our instagram story on the one fall pod instagram that said congratulations scorpio sky good luck against dr robotnik i mean darby allen yeah it he he actually retweeted that or or put it to his he actually included in his story which is great but i'm just like we get it it's a brass ring now I, I understand though, like it's hard in wrestling to put anything original up there. So, like that side of it, I understood. Like you can't have a briefcase because of Money in the Bank. You can't have a That's title why. because there's no there's no title to fight for. You can't. I mean, TN, uh, TNA has tried so many different things up there, and half of them fall off in the middle of the match. So yeah, I get sure. it. Like there's only so many things you can put up there. But when they're like, we're gonna have an actual brass ring, and then when I looked at how mm-hmm. big that damn thing was, I was like. Jesus, that's ridiculous. But then, but then, like the you know the the no leg slap joke. The, the, yeah, the, right. Look at that. Like it's like okay, we get it. You guys like you know WWE's done some stupid shit, and you guys are trying to call mm. them out for it. At times, it's great. Being the elite, call it out as much as you want. When it hits dynamite, it pulls me away from the show for a second. And I know that's where they they made their table. Like that's their bread and butter, and kind of how what got them to the game in mm. some situations. But it doesn't need to be all the time. Not all the time. Absolutely not. I agree. Okay. So you, uh, I, I wanted to get to this because I've been, I've been loving it and I have a, I have a crazy thing that I want to happen and I'm not sure if it's going to, but I pray, I pray that it does to the wrestling mm. gods above, please let this happen. Death triangle right now. So I don't know if Pac had to go back to England or what the situation is, but he's kind of been AWOL. Like they won. He was the... injured. I thought I heard he was, he was, was he after revolution? No. The puck was not working with an injury. I've checked this out. I might be saying. Yeah, yeah, you, you look. I mean, look that up. So he, this, and this is also why Rob owes me a dollar, by the way. He said that. Oh, yeah. I want to hear about this. Yes. Uh, we had a dollar gentleman's bet that San, uh, at the end of the casino tag team royale from Revolution. I, I have to, I'd have to go back and, and recall exactly what it was, but I believe he was saying that it was going to be Santana and Ortiz and the Dark Order. Or he he guaranteed the last four would be Santana and Ortiz and and somebody because it was it was all about them, uh, and then it ended up being Death Triangle and I think Death Triangle and Dark Order or no uh, Jurassic Express it was um, mm-hmm. it was Jungle Boy again and I had to call out the fact that he was wrong, so he owes me a dollar because mm. it was not uh, Santana and Ortiz as he guaranteed, but oh, we were no. we, we were talking about it, and so. First off, is is Laredo Kid officially in AEW, or is he just kind of filling in? Like, I think he's filling in because I just looked it up, and yeah, it was uh, on an article posted on March twenty third, twenty twenty one. They were talking about an ankle injury, and that's why okay. Laredo Clay, Laredo Clay, you hear me? Laredo Kid replaced 
uh, Pac in the tag title shot uh, with Ray Phoenix against the Young Bucks. So, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I don't, I think he's just doing like the piecemeal thing of just going like, wait, they, they actually, they, he replaced him. They actually like did a, I didn't, maybe I must, I must have missed this is a tweet from Tony, uh, Tony Khan on March 23rd, 2021 with at bastard Pac recovering from injuring his ankle at revolution. He is not yet cleared for the tag title shot with Ray Phoenix versus the young at young bucks. So death triangle are bringing back Lucha Brothers original AEW trios partner Laredo kid to get the edge ahead of the title match ahead of the title match. So they haven't had the title match. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that. I, I thought you were saying Laredo kid filled in for Pac and it was Laredo kid. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cause it's already published on the 23rd. So I guess it has not happened yet. Yeah. Okay. So that, that, I was so that about to say like, that, 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 yeah, if they took away that match, that would have been injustice right there. But okay, so back to back to my dream, back to my hopes and dreams. Yeah, go, go, go. yeah, sell your dream, please. What I love right now is Alex, what's his face? Not Marvez, but the Spanish announced guy who is helping Penta cut his promos. Oh, healing out, living his heel, living his like, heel translated yeah, dream. You, you it's amazing. It, you can see it in his face, and I love everything about it. But here's here's what it's it so is. Exciting. When Penta he goes, says, it's so yeah. Penta says, blah, 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 Sarah Mieta. Here's, here's my, here's my dream. I want somebody to start shit with him, right? Like he's on commentary, just trying to do his job and someone starts coming after him. And I want his like, I want, I don't know why, but I want his last little like stabbing line is like basically the promo's cut, shit's hitting the fan. And I want Alex to look at him and go, I never said Penta says, and then like Penta comes out of the woodwork and starts attacking him. Like Simon said, like a Simon says ripoff or something. Oh, okay. I can like, see that. That'd be fun. I never said Penta says. And then like Penta always... like, comes down from the rafters or something a la Sting and like. like comes Candyman, out the yeah. Uh, uh, I like anytime like a person who's an announcer or a manager is not necessarily like a performer in that role gets elevated and moves up because you can see the excitement in their eyes and you know oh, at yeah. one point they were like hey we have this idea what if you translated for you know penta uh and that first one they had against cody was like super like again super that was well a extraordinary promo. he has the suit on and he just comes in they look like they look he's like he's like he's like he's like Cody, you getting Cody? He's like, you getting me? It was so great. It was just so great, and they were just such. It just, they just it, it and again. Cody does a great job of seeming like, who's this? He does a great expression of like, who's this interrupting? What's going on? Um, but yeah, I would love if he was like, I didn't say Penta says, but I love how how I anticipated now more than what Penta saying. I get, keep waiting for Penta says, and he gives it such socks, and it's always so great, and I'm oh, so yeah. proud. Of him. I'm oh, very proud. Of him. He hits it. Well, I think, and I, what I like about that, again, this kind of, this is, this is one of the times where they're, they're saying they're, they're flipping the bird to WWE in a good way. WWE has kind of been known for when you've got a foreign speaking athlete, like outside of Oscar rumors abound that part of the reason Andrade left was because he, his, his English wasn't great. And that was one of the reasons that they, 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 um, sidelined him. Yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of sidelined him just because he wasn't he wasn't able to cut the promos that Vince wanted him to really cut. Like Asuka, they're letting her kind of just do her own thing, and then she eventually says enough in English to get the point across, which she's Asuka, so it's fun. But like Kyrie Zane was another one that had those kind of issues too when she mm-hmm. had first come up. Like she tried so hard to cut the promo in English. 
but meanwhile like nxt uk like uh micah sakamura or whatever she's she can cut the promo and they just put in the you know they put in the subtitles and we're fine with it because it's nxt in doing what they're doing they're allowing penta to speak and then this guy alex is doing a phenomenal job catching it like just filling in his gaps and, and doing what needs to be done so i love doesn't it doesn't that make it doesn't that make it much more and again it's like it's so simple wouldn't a translator make it seem more realistic this person's an international star i mean that's what there they do are people there are people that don't and guess what you're gonna get a much more natural performance and a much more natural delivery of the person in their native language then it's really on the person that you pair with them yeah. ideal you can find somebody who is ideal and i think Talking about like the manager role, that's the thing about the manager role. A manager should be the person that's bringing, and think about in the back of the day, the manager was always bringing people from these foreign lands into America. So why would not a manager be a person that's like, listen, this person speaks this language, I can translate as well as understand the business, I'll bring them in, you know what I mean? It makes so much sense. And then you've got New Japan where they don't even give a shit. The the English, the the gaijins or whatever, however, however you say Love white it. guys in Japanese, basically, mm-hmm. you know, they sit there and they cut a promo. Oh, they do whatever they do whatever they need to do, and then the crowd gets it or they pay att- they they tune in next time to, to kind of see what they were saying. And they translate, put in so it's great. It's it's. Yeah. I mean, that's just anime wrestling league, and I love it. And then New oh, Belt is an anime belt. It's it's insanity, but it's, um, it's brilliant. What, all right, so one of the, one of the things I think about AEW in general is that for every two steps they take forward, they just like they reach just a little bit further than what it is. So every idea they have has a little bit extra to it that maybe didn't need to be there. So it two yeah, instead of two steps forward, one step back, it's two steps forward and then they trip a little bit. Yeah, and then it's like they're not really taking any steps back because they're trying stuff, and anything they take a step back with, there's no, there's no nothing for me. Nothing has been egregious, but it's always just like, but that's what makes it fascinating because it's like they are trying, and there's no other company trying, right? Well, I'll the be honest, only company. I have no clue if you're using this as a beautiful segue moment, but you're doing a damn good job of it because I think that's the perfect lead-in to the surprise. Uh, signing at Revolution of one Christian Cage. All right. So the Christian Cage, the man that put, in my opinion, put TNA on the map back in the day. The reason why I know myself and a lot of other friends started watching TNA was because Christian signed and they were pushing Christian as a big deal. And I imagine that when he saw Edge came back at that Royal Rumble, he goes, well, you know what they're not going to do for me? That, because he's always, it was always Edge and Christian. You know right. what I mean? Outside WWE, he's Christian Cage. Um, his, his, I, I don't think that they should have announced there was going to be a signing. I hate that companies do that. I miss, I miss someone cutting a promo and music hitting and everyone going, what's this? And you have Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross, two of the best people to do what the hell's going on yeah. spots in common. Tony Schiavone, not- especially. That man is so sincere. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, the light's going out. I always imagine he's like, everyone don't move. You might trip and fall, hurt yourself. Relax. The lights have gone out. Meanwhile, NJ- New Japan had an actual earthquake during an event a couple weeks ago. And like the announcers had no idea because they weren't even in the, in the building. But yeah, I mean, 
that, but that's also a problem because sometimes Shivani and Jim Ross are at, don't know what's going on, and it's the middle of a match, and it's two guys in the ring that they should know who the hell they're talking about, and they just don't. That's what you don't want. You don't so want it to be in the middle of a match. Again, that's the that's, that's the trip part. But yeah, I mean, I liked what I did like. Again, was the face of the Revolution ladder match? All ego, Ethan mm. Page. Great way to introduce him. I I called so it. I, he was like match where the audio didn't work. Yeah, well, uh, that uh, that was terrible. I don't know how they ended what up getting f- like old NBA footage in the background. Was it old NBA that. footage? I, I heard it was NBA footage. Was it old? It was even from a game that was currently happening. There was no game currently happening on because it would have been on TNT. There was no game on Wednesday night because I was like there was no way they would have cut in from anything else. So it was. I don't know what it was Oof. from. I'd have I'd have to go back and try and figure it out. But it was it was a very very unfortunate debut on dynamite but him showing up i like i love that we have a surprise entrant well who's the surprise entrant gonna be and then they announced we have a new signing and we're like well this has to be the same guy and then tony khan's like it's not the same guy and it's like all right fine you know what what's bothered me with christian's return is well it, it's it's the same thing that happened to um kushida you oh have, god! You, you have this. You have this countdown for a guy to show up and be the big signing, and now he's he doesn't need to have a countdown for his entrance. We're good. Like we saw it once. It doesn't need to happen but that again. Was his, but that was his entrance before. He always had a countdown. He was the instant classic, Sean. I, I'm done. I don't. <laughs> I don't need ten seconds to know who's coming to the ring. The minute that ten seconds hits, I know who it is. We're good. Like I'm getting enough out of out of. Kenny Omega's entrance being hailed, you know, being hailed from anywhere but North Carolina. That, that is that is the worst improv bit that people have allowed. People keep people keep allowing. Like legit, again, sorry to keep bringing up improv, but I see something like that. And I go like that reeks of an, an idea that someone said yes to that no one has the guts to go. We gotta stop doing this. It's Kenny though. It's Kenny like that's this. pushing. It's Kenny that's pushing how we're gonna get North Carolina because he's trying to he's trying to harken back to Michael Jordan. You, I love that. I honestly am a huge fan of it, and I think. Wait, what is the North Carolina bit? Can you smart me up in some of the North Carolina when, bit? Because I don't get it. When Michael Jordan, like, when Michael Jordan used to get introduced, so arguably the goat of the NBA, the goat of basketball. When he would get introduced, he went to college in North Carolina. So the announcer for the Chicago Bulls would always go. Inhaling at six, blah blah blah. Guard from North Carolina, Michael Jordan. Oh, so okay. Loved that. He loved the concept of that. So he wanted to take it, but he just literally wanted to take it. And then it was just him and Justin Roberts probably having fun trying to figure out how they're going to bring up North Carolina this time. Like he won the Triple so, A Mega. He won the Triple A Mega Championship 1752 miles away from North Carolina. Yeah. Now, here is the issue. Many basketball fans are not wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. So all these people, that, all these wrestling Unless fans are going like, this match. North Carolina bit seems like, did he have a really good show in North Carolina once? Yeah. That they're all referencing? Do you take a really bad powerbomb in North Carolina and he racked his back? Why are we talking about North Carolina? So me not knowing that, I go like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, that's cool. You got to jump on Reddit. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I don't want to jump on Reddit to understand your wrestling bit. And that's the problem. Like, it should still, and I think that is some people's issue with AEW that it's sometimes inside baseball. Not even just, like, wrestling inside baseball, but just, like, they're all doing jokes they find really fun. I'm like, the North Carolina bit isn't fun. Oh, now that I know what it is, it's it's like, oh, it's a Michael Jordan reference. Well, that's kind of cool. However, however, 
if I don't know that, if there's no, if there's no context for that anyone has, if they don't follow basketball, it's just like, it's North Carolina, but it seems like a goofy wrestling thing that came from like being the elite, which is again, another thing where they're kind of creating their own universe. I'll be honest. I feel like this basically helps make this episode come full circle because we started by talking about the, the over-characterization and the caricature that is Kenny Omega as the cleaner. Mm-hmm. And basically this is just another point to drive the nail and to drive it home that there's, you know, this is just one of those other elements where it's just, it's a little bit too, maybe, maybe campy is the word for it when it comes to- Campy is the perfect word. Trying word to be word. like, trying to be that, that dominant heel. And Gimmicky. The yeah. ladies don't need to come out with brooms. Nobody knows he's called the cleaner. I, I didn't understand it at first. Like I didn't understand the lady, the the, the women coming out, and then like I, I saw them, and I'm like, okay, he's the cleaner. But I'm like, but he's coming out of the heel tunnel. So why? Like I mean, the, the tarp and like the the '90s tarp and like is is Kenny it just trying to be like a '90s is. like ski movie villain? You know what it is? It's an entrance you make in a video game where you can go to like to the advanced entrance, you can control every single frame of the video game of like your, of your entrance. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. There was such, I thought when those, when those poor women came out who clearly auditioned and like got a cast. No, 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 no. Like, no, they're Jacksonville Jaguars cheerleaders. Oh, then, oh, then that's awesome. Well, then I'm glad they're getting on TV. That's badass. Yeah, because they, they came still. out they came out with Sonny Kiss a whole bunch, and I, I'm pretty sure they just wanted to figure out a way to keep using them since they weren't doing anything in the off season. So it was like, screw it, let's hey, let's listen, have them come out with no Kenny. Way. And why not have all the football players play security guys? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> like why not have them play like AW security? Wouldn't that be amazing? They all love play AW security. They would all just get a bunch of big Jacksonville. Gardner, look, I don't know if you're a football fan, but Gardner Minshew with those jean shorts and a mustache coming out, I would I would trust him anytime. Um, that name needs to be interesting, but I, I, it's just so that entrance is just so dumb. Now I don't mind the tarp. I like the tarp because it's it's again it's like the silhouette. I just wish that his like entrance when he was first coming out, away. like when he was face Kenny, yeah. just keep that. Yeah. But then have him go out the heel tunnel, have him be a shithead. Like we'll believe you, but like. No one knows he's called the cleaner. When they came out with brooms, my again, I have a friend. She's getting into wrestling. She's getting into it. And she was like, why are they coming out? Why are these girls coming out? I go, well, that's like him to get him over. Because, you know, waka, waka, waka. You know, he has these, he has these like, you know, ring girls. Which yeah. is a draconian thing, which shows he's out of touch, which all heels are. All heels are out of touch and all heels hate each other. Right. Those are the two rules I told her, told her about all heels. Out of cool heel included. But then she's like, why do they have brooms? And I go... Yeah, why do they have brooms? And then it like hit me. I was like, oh, because he's the cleaner. And she was like, he's the what? And I go, oh my goodness. Yeah, no one knows. They made a very brief explanation. They made a very brief reference to it in the inception of AEW when he first fought Mox and he brought out the broom wrapped in barbed wire. That right. was only that was basically the only time they've actually made reference to it throughout because they just assume people will know and Kenny Omega's name is enough when when really it's not. And also, my friend also thought that uh, the cleaner meant that he actually cleaned things. And I was like, oh, no, it's an even deeper meta joke in the idea that he had beaten everyone. Yeah. He will beat, he had cleaned out of it. And she was like, that's a dumb bit. And I go, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Could have also br- Did you ever bring up the fact that he used to come out to the ring as the Terminator? No, no. I told her that he, 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 he the, she, she was like, how come everyone goes, does the, you know, the, sh- 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 
because I said oh, yeah. because the man somehow found a way to get that gimmick away from Triple H, away from Trap, who is the Terminator. Of course, great. we know is a Terminator. We know is a T eight hundred. All right, so I, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing that we're probably getting close. So there's two things I want to bring up. Mm. One is going to be a quick reference to 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 entrances. The other thing I'm hating right now, uh, speaking of entrances, is Cody's entrance. Pick a song, stick with it. There's too many different songs going on right now. I was really hoping that the Snoop Dogg entrance was going to end with the Go Big Show. It hasn't. Bring me back the original Nightmare Family song. I can I say I'll say this to you right now. There is something, and I love you know how I love Feel by Cody. Super, yeah, I love him. He's great. He's our boy. Favorites. He's our boy. We are we are we are outside. There Nightmare is Family. something so horrible about a white guy with like a hip hop version of his theme song. It's just so stupid. So it's just it was the, so dumb. And here was it's the, just, but it makes me laugh every time because it rings, it rings of again. But again, what I love about, but this, we're talking about like, again, talking about this coming around full circle, it, how the, the, the pyro was so dumb, but it was, it, the pyro was so bad at revolution that it became this touchstone. He's a he's also working for TNT on the Go Big Show, so it's this perfect moment of brand synergy. You know, there was a meme. They were like, you know what? I'll just use this song that Snoop Dogg made because we'll always remember the Go Big Show. So I can't be mad at him. I can't be mad at him that he did it. I'm mad that they did it. I'm mad that Snoop Dogg made such a whack ass version of his song. What I'm mad about is that in the, my original beef with Cody's stuff was that he came out to that that. Oh, like the the Zelda choir, basically the choir in the background, and instead of cutting right into the 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 main the main song, right as the guitar riff that starts off his regular music, they still mm -hmm. cut it off with the wrestling has more than one royal family. You either have yeah. wrestling has more than one royal family as the opener, or you have the choir go into the song. So when that hit, I was like, finally, they're gonna just play the song, and then it broke into Snoop Dogg, and I went, what the fuck? But I feel like he's had that issue before. Remember when he did the Death of Man, the Death of Man reference, and no one got it? Yes. Oh. One minute remaining. And I was like, that's a great reference. I was like, what a great, what an actual great. I love, he loves comic books. I came back with black dyed hair, like Superman came back from the dead, and I, he had the black suit. I wish he stayed with that look for like a month. Completely. I wish he looked, he looked, he looked legit like the heel I've always wanted him to be when he was like, yep. I'm sorry, everyone. I forgot. This is my R fucking company. Like, that's what I want. ROH, kissing the ring and all that. And it completely. Oh, yeah. I want, yeah, the Prince. Yes. yes. The very last thing, the very last thing that we got to hit before it goes. Let's go. Let's it, go. It has to be, it has to be mentioned. Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, unsanctioned lights out match. Brilliant. Beautiful. Bloody. Put the title on Britt Breaker. Let that girl run. She is AEW women's division. Those are like an anime third act. At that point, I'm going to tap. It was like an anime third. Oh. I got it. I got to tap just because we are going to run out of time anyway. So I'm going to make the tap simply because we had talked about it before and I want to make sure I can hear it. So I want to officially say that was me tapping out from the official AEW discussion. However, you got to tell us, you got to tell the folks at home about Adam Cole heel, the orange. <laughs> I, I have yet. No. We were supposed to talk about it. And because of, because of the pandemic year, you and I have not got to see each other as regularly as we do with work. So I got to hear this story. So please, the floor is so, yours. Uh, so, uh, it, I mean, if I may slip 
I mean, I mean, it's so weird. I don't want to, I want to break the veil, but I may slip into it. But so your boy, Adam Coolheel and his partner, uh, uh, Captain Romance, the XSW Extremely Serious Wrestling at XS Extremely Serious Wrestling on Instagram. Go follow, uh, okay. go follow us. Before we became partners, we were in uh, the the uh, Forever Game, which is XSW's Battle Royale um, that features uh, many incredible, incredible uh, competitors and wrestlers, and one of which happened to be freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. And I will tell you, um, I've taken those kicks. I've taken those kicks. I've taken those, those, those orange, those freshly squeezed kicks, uh, and they feel, uh, I can't describe the feeling they feel like, but- um, Nate, Hold on, I'm gonna, but, I'm, gonna really, I'm gonna really lean into my microphone when I ask this question because it's brilliant. Did they turn you to pulp? They did. My calves returned to pulp and I had to, and I limped, I limped. I was limping. I was limping from the forever game, but um, he is, he was one of the coolest dudes on the planet. He is one of the dopest dudes. We, we did a shot afterwards and um, he is, I will say this, there is a thing about, uh, I will remember for the rest of my life, squaring up with Orange Cassidy before I took those diabolical kicks. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm not even lying. It, they, it's, 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 it's unnerving. It's disarming. You don't know what's happening. Um, but squaring up to him, you can, I could, I could physically feel the charisma coming off of him because he's very cool. He's, he's freshly squeezed. Um, but then me and my friend, uh, 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 Captain Romance, we realized two heads better than one. And we beat him up and he was actually, uh, he's very solid. It takes a lot to beat down one freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy because uh, he's very in shape. But afterwards he understood, he, he did very well. We, we didn't prevail. Um, <laughs> he is really one of, he's one of the best. He's one of the people that like everyone in the XSW locker room, we were like genuinely like losing our minds. Yeah. It was like, he's now like legit one of the coolest things in wrestling and we were very very happy to have him come through our very humble comedy promotion and just legit be down for whatever and thought everything was cool and thought every he was like he thought he would come up with ideas and be like oh my god you guys are doing what exactly what i love like it should be this easy and this funny like um it was like he seems just like one of the most chill dudes i've yet to i've yet to actually uh well i i technically met him or bumped into him but it was mm. it was him and chuck uh him and chuck taylor at the philly airport like i was going out to do packing for um i i forget i think i was fly, i was flying out west i may even been new york comic-con because i flew out on mm -hmm. i flew out on a tuesday to go pack up so they were probably flying down to to record uh dynamite so it was him and chuck taylor like in the airport i'm just like nah i'm like i'm not gonna be that guy i like i was stoked like it was literally just the two of them me and, and my friend uh, Stacy, who I work with, who you know, and I saw them. And I was like, huh. and Stacy's like, what? I go, oh, they're just they're wrestlers. It's fine. I'm fine. Like mm. I got I, I got to talk to Chuck at uh, at C2 then later on. Mm, so, nice. so it was, uh, C2 last year. Um, they obviously had Revolution during that um, mm. during that event, and it was it was great. Uh, Neil and I got to go, but after was it before? I think the night before the show. Um, all the guys were down, like just having late night drinks and stuff like that. So like I said, we're, I'm sitting, we're sitting at the bar next to Wardlow 
um, <clears throat> who's just hulking in a in a world's gym like tank top, having I don't know I don't know what, what he's drinking. Uh, Santana and Ortiz, there. Santana and Ortiz were were partaking in things that I'll talk about off uh, I'll talk about off air. Right <laughs> um, and then basically, I, I couldn't tell you why, but Trent and Chuck Taylor were playing football in the lobby with a roll of toilet paper. Clearly. Sure. This is pre-pandemic, so they didn't know the value of what they held in their hands. Um, they're also best friends. But they're also best friends. But we got to talk about the Sixers for a little bit because I know he's a, he's a big <laughs> Sixers fan, and he's just outside of uh, he's in Fishtown over here in Philly. So oh, nice. We got to we got to talk a little basketball. Um, I didn't see or I I don't know like you know certain guys weren't downstairs, and I don't know if it's just that they don't drink or like character wise. I don't I don't I don't mm-hmm. really know if they cared about it that much or maybe they just weren't around. But um. No, it was very cool. And I, I, you know, my, my dream isn't really like always to like get photos and stuff. Like it's always just to have a drink with someone. Like mm-hmm. I will gladly sit down and have a drink with someone and just get to chat with them. And that's enough for me. If a photo comes of it or like an actual meet beyond that, great. But they definitely seem like gents that I would love to just sit down, have a beer. And either if they want to talk wrestling, great. If they want to talk about anything else, I would just love to be in the room. On that note, I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap the recording here. I want to say, Langston, thank you, man. I hope I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed getting. That I loved it. Are you kidding yeah. me? I want to do this all the time. This is so great. We, I mean, talking wrestling. Look, man, I I am trying to figure out. So I talked about it the last the last show we had. This next week to two weeks mm. of wrestling is just bananas. Starting starting Monday, you've got Raw. Technically, okay. Impact on Tuesday if you care about Impact. Then uh-huh. AEW on Wednesday. NXT TakeOver okay. Night 1. NXT TakeOver okay. Night 2 on Thursday. Along with, in the afternoon, NXT UK Prelude, which has a moment that I'll talk about on the next episode when we do the NXT, mm-hmm. uh, when we do the NXT preview, where the UK Championship belt has, I told you about this before, basically they booked themselves into a corner. And then you've got Friday Night SmackDown, which after today's announcements, basically seem like it's going to be the pre-show for WrestleMania is going to be Friday night SmackDown and then WrestleMania night one, WrestleMania night two. Then we get to Monday, Monday night raw again. Then NXT officially moves to Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Then AEW has got Wednesday to itself. And then impact is moving to Thursday. And then Thursday. Yeah. They just made that announcement too. It's all over. I'm trying to take up space. Dude, it's, it's, it's pure insanity. So I'm trying to figure out when to do recordings and when to make things happen, but I would love uh we'll we'll make some top comments here if you and i want to just do one show and you and i want to talk about that weekly i would love it i i think i i had a i had a blast as well and then we can get into some of the other stuff like roll the dice where we can start flexing those those improv muscles of ours and, and, start, <laughs> uh, and start doing some rebookings here man uh I sure think sure um for those listening along thank you again for joining us uh i may not have been able to record during quarantine but your boy did manage to get this podcast all over the internet. So we are now on the on on Facebook at One Fall Pod, on Instagram at One Fall Pod, and at angelsofmayhem.com. You can also find us then on Spotify. We are also now on Stitcher at One Fall Podcast. Mm. We are on Google at One Fall Podcast. And like I said, we are now also on the Apple Podcast. Just search for the One Fall Podcast all over the place. I'm loving it. We're going to really start driving it home here, but thank you for joining us. Langston, thank you for jumping in. I hope we get to do this again in the very near future. It is going to be a blast. Otherwise, 
find us there find us on social there langston where can people find you on social uh find me on social uh on twitter and instagram at langston belton spelled the way it sounds Langston, like the poet belton b-e-l-t-o-n we'll see you there sounds great well thank you buddy and folks thank you very much and we are going to catch you next time on the one fall podcast <laughs>